Are you ready to turn your investments into retirement income? Listen in as Jeremy Kyle and his guests reveal ways you can make smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions to achieve your ideal retirement. You will learn more about your money so you can feel better about your money and make better money decisions. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and we're here to turn your retirement savings into a consistent income. Although today we're not here talking about stocks and bonds, we're talking about the boxing ring and the boardroom. We have Hector Colon here, and he wrote a book, My Journey from Boxing Ring to Boardroom, Five Essential Virtues for Life and Leadership. Hector, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Happy to be here with you today. Yeah, absolutely. We were talking just before about how we got connected. It's through a, a group called Lutheran Social Services. We'll talk more about that later. And really, actually, it was through LinkedIn, just people we know in common. And then turns out we're located in New Berlin, Wisconsin. You live in New Berlin, Wisconsin. So uh, this is just great. We can uh, meet in person. We are live in studio here, if we can call this a studio, and uh, hanging out. I love it. Thank you. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Well, your your book talks about five essential virtues for life and leadership. I think you should buy the book so you can learn all five. Mm -hmm. But one of them was, I wouldn't say it's a surprise, but maybe it's an unexpected one. You wouldn't normally expect it in a book on leadership or especially in a book from somebody who was a national champion in boxing. And that is the virtue of humility, putting others first. How does humility fit in to being number one? <laughs> yeah, so I, I really learned that virtue of humility through my coach, Israel Acosta, who everybody called Shorty, who's really a giant in my life. And I saw him sacrifice his nights for me. I used to play baseball, would come to the gym late at night, and Shorty's there waiting for me at 7 o'clock at night and making sure he could train me to be a champion both inside and out of the ring. But he also spent his weekends for me. He actually took me into his own home where he loved me and fed me and made sure I could be a champion both in and out of the ring. So I learned that strong virtue through Shorty, my coach, but also my mother. And I saw my mother when my mother and father got uh, divorced. My mother you know, has a seventh grade education. She worked two and sometimes three jobs to support the family. So here I am, 12 years old. My sister is 17, addicted to drugs, mm. co-occurring mental illness. My father is gone, no calls, no money, no support. And I saw my mother just serve and not complain. And we struggled, but we brought in homeless people. And mm. my, my mother would serve kind of as a case manager without getting paid to some of my sister's boyfriend, making sure that they would take their medications and and they had clothes and food. And so I learned the virtue of humility, both through my coach, Israel Acosta, as well as my mother. Wow, that's that's just a key point that you had somebody modeling that for you. And just talking to you already, I can tell you have, I've got a good amount of humility. I love it. And I'm, you're modeling that for other people as well. I'd say even speaking of humility, uh, I've been in Wisconsin for about 20 years. Mm -hmm. I've seen your name throughout this 20 years in newspapers with different positions with the mm -hmm. state, with Milwaukee. Until you wrote your book, I had no idea that you were a national champion boxer. And so it's just amazing that here you are, somewhat of a public figure in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area, and I haven't heard it from you that, hey, look at me, I'm a national champion. It was you know, such a great, I, I felt your humility when all of a sudden I realized after maybe 18 years of seeing your name in 
different positions that, oh, he happens to be a national champion boxer. So that's, that's just great modeling yourself right there. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, fun. Well, something that was interesting, I've made sure to, to read some of your articles and podcasts and things that you've been, been through. And one thing was interesting and you can certainly read all about uh, your boxing career, but what's interesting about that is you said in one of your articles that your faith somewhat led you away from being a boxer, being perhaps a professional boxer uh, that could have been a path you could have gone down. And do you mind talking maybe a little bit about that? But also, if your faith led you away from boxing, what did your faith lead you to? What are some things that's led you towards? Yeah, so when I um, went to the Olympic trials, I was very hopeful that I would make the Olympic team. In fact, I was favored, went to the Olympics trials and I lost. And I was devastated. I wasn't hearing from the big time promoters about making the millions of dollars. And and I was hurting and I was searching. And on December 27, 1992, I went to Holy Hill and bought my first Bible. And on that day, my life changed. I continued to box. And six months later, I fight the guy that robbed me of my dreams. And this time I knock him out in the first round for the U.S. championship. The promoters started coming back and wanting to talk to me. But I read a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 that says we're temples of the Holy Spirit. What we do to ourselves, we do unto God. And I imagine myself as a temple going in there, and I'm going to hurt this guy. That's just the sport of boxing. You want to knock him out as quickly as you can. And it's inevitable in the sport of boxing, you will also get hurt. And I felt conflicted with that scripture. And I ended up feeling, after a year of prayer and a sermon, I ended up feeling a strong calling away from the sport. I always say that this was truly the hardest decision I ever made in my life because something I worked so hard for was literally at the tip of my finger and I could have had a lucrative career in mm-hmm. the sport of boxing. But I left it and I feel I made the right decision. Well, it seems like you made that choice when you're near the top. So clearly you're being called towards something uh, and not just away from boxing. What What's life looked like since you left boxing? Yeah, I've always was inspired by my mother. I, I shared with you earlier about how she never complained and always wanted to serve others, others that faced more significant challenges that she did. And we faced challenges in poverty when we were growing up. But she has this generous soul and this generous heart and that life of service, she really inspired me. So I always wanted to be uh, in a position where I can serve others, may ha- be in a position where I can have an impact on others. And throughout my career, I've always desired to be a CEO of a nonprofit organization because I am also a beneficiary of, of being helped through mm-hmm. a nonprofit organization, specifically the United Community Center. Yeah. So I've always wanted to have the opportunity to serve in an organization like that. Now Lutheran Social Services of Wisconsin and Upper Michigan, which serves over 30,000 individuals on an annual basis. 93% of them indicate that we have improved their quality of life. So this is a great opportunity to be a part of a great organization that has a really great impact in all of Wisconsin and Upper Michigan. Yeah, and it's awesome that you got connected to Lutheran Social Services. From what I've seen is that when they brought you on, a lot of people feel like the word nonprofit Mm -hmm. means no profit or Mm -hmm. losing money. And I think they were maybe in a position there where their finances were not looking the best that they they could. How's that changed since you came on board? 
Yeah, new term I've been uh, using is no margin, no mission. And uh, the organization prior to me getting there met two budgets in 10 years. Mm. And during that period of time, lost over $10 million. I came in with a new team, with a new board, but I started off with asking five questions. I said, what are the biggest challenges the organization is facing? Why are we facing those challenges? What are some of our biggest opportunities for growth? What do we need to do to leverage those opportunities? And if you were me, what would you focus your attention on? It is truly the answers and insights to those questions from the 800 colleagues that uh, work at LSS, the board, that transformed this organization. We brought in new people. We flattened the organization. We were we divested of over $13 million worth of programs since mm-hmm. I've been there. But that has allowed us to strategically grow by over $13 million worth of programs. So in my first three years, it's been a $12.4 million turnaround. At the end of this year, which will be my fourth year, it'll probably add another $3 million to that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It just shows that uh, you're called for a different purpose and, and you're you're living out your faith through Lutheran Social Services and in many other ways, you know, promoting the, the book and speaking with, with people, things along those lines. I love that you asked five questions. Mm. You also have five virtues in your book, and we have a five-step retirement income process. So I think we're nice. uh, we're, we're well connected with that number five. Whatever it is, apparently that's a good number to be Three and with. fives. Yep, perfect. <laughs> well, that just shows that you had a process. You didn't come in and say, my way or the highway, mm-hmm. or I've got all the solutions. You just said, I've got a process. Let's work through that process. And it's just great that I imagine it's not just Lutheran Social Services, but any uh, organization can follow through those five questions. We're gonna make sure that those five questions are in the show notes. So you can maybe take those and use them for whatever company or, or business, uh, nonprofit. That's a, a great way to approach any new situation is, is to use those uh, five questions. Absolutely, they're very simple and straightforward. And it's literally those, the answers and insights to those questions that transform this organization. Yeah, I wanna talk more about Lutheran Social Services, but first you're actually on the board of directors for USA Boxing. So you came back to boxing, (laughs) how did that happen? Yeah, so I was approached by USA Boxing to see if I would be interested in in serving. And uh, you know, I, I thought about it, but it didn't take long for me to say yes, because USA Boxing, was a huge part of my life. I mean, I traveled all over the world with the United States National Boxing Team, and I received, I remember those bags we used to get filled with gear and Nike, well, Adidas was our sponsor back then. (laughs) Gotta get that right. (laughs) And that bag was like, oh my gosh, you felt so proud to receive that bag, and just the wonderful experiences, and all those virtues I talk about in my book that I learned in that ring. So I'm, I feel so blessed that all the, the sport has given me in my life. And it's a great way to give back. So I'm there and I feel great being able to give back to a sport that had a big difference in my life. Yeah, well, I love hearing all the words, uh, giving back, serving. Those are just words that just flow out of you. Yeah. Uh, and that's such a, a great thing. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, Lutheran Social Services and the types of services that they, they help people out with. Yeah, so we serve about 30,000 individuals on an annual basis. Like I said before, 93% of them indicate 
that we have improved their quality of life. It could be a child in crisis who has nowhere to turn, a family in turmoil that might be facing eviction, someone struggling with severe persistent mental illness or addiction, an elderly person or a person with disability that needs just a little bit of help to live independently and successfully in the community, or a refugee that's fleeing from war and persecution. We have been there for these individuals now for over 139 years, empowering them uh, to live their best lives and truly trying to bring out the potential and greatness in them so that they can become productive members of society. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so great that you can be the, the, the face of the organization right now, and yet there's so many people, you talked about your staff, that's helping out in the 139 years mm-hmm. of uh, history there, helping so many people out. Absolutely. I have these are incredible colleagues that I work with, over seven hundred and fifty of them, and they're humble servant leaders. Mm-hmm. And I have grown in my own leadership personally as well as professionally, just being surrounded by these individuals. It's truly an honor to be working with them to have this great impact that we're having in Wisconsin and Upper Michigan. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. If somebody needed help, how what's the quickest way for them to, to get a hold of Lutheran Social Services? Yeah, look at our website. There are numbers there that you can call. Our office is in West Dallas, Wisconsin on 67th and Washington. And you can contact through that main office. The majority of our referrals do come from the counties, from county government. So again, we're in all 72 72 counties in Wisconsin and Upper Michigan. Most of our our referrals come through that, through that. Gotcha. Well, we'll make sure that website's in the show notes, and I'll make sure that an additional part of the website, which is probably the donate button, will be on there yes. too. I, I'm hoping and imagining there's some people that are interested in supporting Lutheran Social Services, so we'll make sure to, to do that as well too. Thank you so yeah. much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, we can't do it without the generosity of many donors. And in fact, our organization receives, compared to our revenue, and compared to the industry standard, we receive very little in, in donations. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get bring more awareness to the difference that we make in the lives of so many. It's, we've been a very humble organization, but now we're trying to bring more awareness, bring more people into the family, and try to increase those donations. So yes, thank you so much for bringing that up. We could use any help to help the organization move forward. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, we, we've got a donor advice fund, my wife and I, and so we're going to make sure that we send some money out from that donor advice fund to, to your organization. Uh, we talk about donor advice funds a lot on our podcast. It's a great way to uh, learn and uh, give money in a tax-efficient manner, but we're going to make sure to support you guys. It's it's probably been too long. I, I wonder, I think I have support in the past. It's probably been too long, so we're, we'll re-up our... Uh, our help there. It'll be great. Thank you so much. We yeah. appreciate that. Oh, awesome. Well, good. Well, uh, we've talked about Lutheran Social Services, and you've uh, mentioned book and the, the name of it, Boxing Ring to the Boardroom. You're on a lot of different board of directors mm-hmm. on there, and you're running the organization. You're you're doing some speaking and, and wrote a book. What do you do for fun? Yeah, so I uh, really enjoy working out. Uh, I love reading and just hanging out with my wife and, and children and spending quality time with them. Those are some of the things I like to do. I've recently tried to do golf, and it's one of the most frustrating sports imaginable. <laughs> but I think I want to take some lessons and see yep. if I can get a little bit better at that. Sure. I, I got a feeling that once you commit to something, you'll just keep on running with it. So yeah. be, be careful. Once you get into golf, it'll be it'll, right. it'll take over your life sometimes. 
That's right. That's why I'm a little cautious with it because that's what I've been told. Yeah, for sure. Well, awesome. Well, appreciate you coming on in. Anything that I didn't ask you about that you'd like to share about your, your journey or the book or, or Lucent Social Services? Yeah, maybe I'll just share a little bit, summarize the virtues that are in the That'd be in awesome. Thank you. So the first one is magnanimity, and that's really about striving for greatness. Alexander Havarts, in his book, Created for Greatness, says that this is the virtue of personal excellence. And when I was a boxer, I... You know, I had daily habits, daily rituals, daily routines that brought out the greatness in me. And in my book, I talk about how we need those daily habits and routines and rituals to live out, to bring our best selves so that you can do something that is honorable and remarkable for others. Humility, the early Christians and early philosophers talked about it within the context of serving others. I believe what I learned through my coach, Shorty, and my mother is why I gravitate towards servant leadership. And I believe servant leadership holds the keys and the power to transform organizations and to do it while putting your employees first. Courage. Courage is about facing your fears. In the sport of boxing, there's no greater courage than entering into that ring. I don't care who you are, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, or Hector Colon, you're going into that ring with fear. But it is that dedication, that determination, and that discipline that gives you that self-preparedness that gives you the confidence to enter into that ring and have to tell you there's nothing like having those hands raised in triumph in front of thousands of people because you know you work so hard uh, to achieve that. Perseverance is about not giving up. I lost my first fight and wanted to give up. I lost my second fight, really wanted to give up. And then my coach Shorty said, don't give up, champ. Come on, you you could become a champ. Don't give up. And it's because of that encouragement that, look, I became a seven-time national champion. And per, I've, I've, I strive for perseverance in everything I, that I do. And I've failed a lot in my life. And I fight back and continue to try to overcome those challenges and the last one is is temperance and you don't hear that virtue very often it's one of the most difficult virtues uh, but that self-control and and restraint that one needs leaders need individuals need in order to do something that will not ruin your life and your career well, you talked about temperance, and that's just a, a great one. I'm going to encourage people to be intemperate. Go out as soon as you can and get uh, Ektar's book. We actually we asked him to bring along some books uh, with us. We've got books in our office. We had the number five mentioned so many times earlier. So I'm going to say the first five people that email into us, uh, we will uh, have a copy for you at our office, or we'll, we'll mail it to you if you're not in the, the local area. So please reach out to us. My email, you can just email us directly. It's Jeremy, J-E-R. E-M-Y at KyleFPKeilFP.com. First five people that do that, we are going to have this book ready for you. And I'll be a, a fun thing to do. Otherwise, go buy the book. It's on you know Amazon and your website. We've got your website in the show notes yep. as well, too. HectorColongMK.com or on Amazon. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Well, Hector, thank you so much for coming on in. It's been so fun to, to meet you in person and, and to take this LinkedIn connection into, a, uh, into the real world. Thank you so much. So happy to be here with you today. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks, Hector, for coming on the show. And thank you also to our listeners for listening to the Retirement Reveal podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you will feel better about your money and you will make better money decisions. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. 
The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.